Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola y bienvenidos al episodio 30. Welcome to episode 30 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking to Jen Ruiz, a lawyer turned solo travel blogger and Amazon bestselling author. She is also a TEDx speaker and has been featured by the Washington Post, Huffington Post and ABC News. Jen documents her adventures on her website, Jen on a Jet Plane. This is part one of a two-part conversation with Jen. In this episode, we talk about Jen's travel hacks and must-see destinations in Puerto Rico beyond the island's main city of San Juan. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jen. Let's get to it. Hola, Jen. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Hola. Gracias por tenerme. And um, so, Jen, to start out, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? So, my name is Jen Ruiz, and I am a lawyer turned travel blogger. I blog at Jen on a Jet Plane, and I basically go around the world and I help promote different destinations, see different places. I help people figure out how they can travel for less and fit in travel into their busy schedule, um, since I know what that's like having traveled before when I had a full time job, uh, and just help them be able to have the adventures that they've always dreamed of instead of putting it off and waiting for later. Wow, that's awesome. So how is it that you transitioned from lawyer to travel blogger? How did you kind of make that switch? So I transitioned 
a, a year ago now. It's been a year ago, um, a year officially, a year and a month. And it's been a nice milestone for me because I just recently actually surpassed my attorney income with remote work income. And I was so proud to have been able to see that I made a go of this. Um, so it was a lot of work. I started off initially while I was still working full time, taking on a second job, teaching English online, um, which helped me get through the transition as I was monetizing my blog. Um, and then from there, I worked a lot on trying to get um, income from ads, growing my traffic, um, self-publishing books. I have three books on Amazon and just trying to find ways to um, connect and network and make a name for myself in this new field. Yeah, that's great. I know there's a lot of people uh, that listen to the podcast that are interested in traveling more as well as trying to find ways that um, they can use Spanish in their day-to-day -day life and some people also looking to work um, and use their Spanish for work. So that's interesting, um, sort of that perspective and how you were able to get your um, income from your business to really surpass your your day job. So that's that's really cool. So let's talk a little bit about travel because I want to really ask you because I know that travel is the biggest reason or one of the biggest reasons that a lot of people choose to learn another language. And um, I know we all have this sort of vision of just traveling the world or we want to go and being able to talk to people, you know, and really connect with people. Um, so I'm really interested in your experience um, as it relates to travel. And specifically, I wanted to talk about Puerto Rico because anybody that knows me knows that's one of my favorite places to visit. And, you know, some people say that they've been there if they've gone to Old San Juan, right? And they've gone to like, like on a cruise ship or something. And they've just kind of like gone to that little area. <laughs> and I always tell people when they say that, I'm like, you have not been to Puerto Rico. There's so much more uh, to see on the island. First, I want you to address just what would you say to people who are a little hesitant to go to Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria? Has the island fully recovered? And what would you say about anyone who's still not sure about going to Puerto Rico? I would say that it is definitely the best time to go. Uh, Puerto Rico was experiencing a huge tourism boom right before the hurricanes hit uh, as a result of the Despacito song that everybody, you know, kind of went wild over and it brought a lot of tourism and attention to the island that it didn't have before, you know, being on billboard charts all over the world. People knew the name Puerto Rico now suddenly everywhere. So it just was experiencing a huge boom and the hurricanes kind of came and stalled that, but in no way did they prevent that and it's coming back again and it's going to be as big if not bigger of a destination than it was before so if you want to go and see it now is definitely the time to be able to go when there's less crowds when it's more reasonably priced and really take advantage of this kind of recovery for you as a tourist to get a, a bargain destination and also giving back to the island because they need these tourism dollars to be able to move forward and really make that full recovery but um, I have no doubt that they will make it and at this point it is completely safe I'm actually going to be moving there. Puerto Rico generally compared to a lot of other Spanish countries is so safe because there's so much American infrastructure there. You have American roads, you have American signs, you have, you know, American laws that apply. You know, it can be a little bit different in, in many ways, but also the same. And, and it's still America in that sense. So for people that are traveling from the U.S. and are nervous about going to a kind of, you know, foreign country, that's not Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a very familiar place and you'll find that there's a lot of familiar things, familiar stores, you know, your phone works the same there. You don't even need a passport to go. You just need your license. So it's really just like travel to another state like traveling to Hawaii and it should be looked at in that sense. 
And I know I've actually been a couple of times too since the hurricane, and I was a little bit hesitant at first, um, but yeah, it was it was completely fine. I didn't have any issues at all. Um, I think the first time I went, there were a few traffic lights that still weren't working, but there was no real major problems with traffic or anything like that. And that was, and I think this when I went back the second time that that had even been resolved, at least in the San Juan area. So now I know most people when they think about Puerto Rico, like you mentioned the song Despacito, which everyone is still kind of crazy about. Um, that um, you know that made a certain area of the island very popular, especially the part that's featured in the video, which is more like in the area of Metro San Juan. But tell us a little bit about Puerto Rico beyond the capital and beyond just El Junque Rainforest. What tell us you know what is Puerto Rico like beyond sort of that cruise port, and what what do you really get um, from a real Puerto Rican vacation? that you can really get to know the locals and sort of the culture there um, and not just sort of like what you saw in Despacito. <laughs> well, I think one of the really interesting things about Puerto Rico is that unlike some other countries or some other places, um, Puerto Rico, the residents don't really vacation elsewhere. Like they don't feel a need to leave because there's so many things to discover on the island that even if you're there for years, like you still would have a hard time, you know, visiting all these different natural wonders sites. So, I mean, there's more than 2,000 caves on the island not even they haven't even all been discovered yet um, they always keep finding new ones but there's some really popular ones that people like to take drives out to and, and no place is going to be further than a three or four hour drive from San Juan because the island just isn't that big so every place is really pretty accessible um, on a day trip and definitely on an overnight trip but there some of the caves that are really stunning and that catch a lot of attention include uh, Cueva Ventana that has kind of a window overview of the valley uh, and just looks very scenic and majestic and great and photos because you're getting kind of that bright look of the sunlight on the outside and you're in a dark cave. Um, so that's a great place to visit. You can also see that in conjunction with Cueva uh, del Indio, which recently had the there was there used to be a ladder that allowed you to climb down further into like the cliffs because it's cliffside it's actually it used to be a filming point it was a filming point for the goonies and pirates of the caribbean and all kinds of other movies that take place on these kind of scenic cliffs um so it's a gorgeous cave to visit and it has some you know hieroglyphics there that you can still see on the walls um, but they did just recently take down the ladder um it's a little bit of an unregulated place there's just a parking lot there's um the owners of the parking lot that i guess charge you the five dollars to access the cave if you're you know adventurous and intrepid you could really go and find another way in um, but for the most part that's where you would leave your car it's hard to find parking along that way um, these are kind of the more remote road areas there's a huge zip line the second largest zip line in the world so it goes for like two miles over the tree treetops uh, in the mountains and that's the El Toro Verde zip line so that one's amazing too and a really fun adventure you have to go through to Orocovis which is this really kind of remote mountain towns you have to go on windy roads to get there it's a fun adventure and then I love the pink lakes too by Boqueron which I think a lot of people traditionally when they think pink lakes which have become a new Instagram wonder they think of Mexico I know I did because those are the ones that are the most I guess publicized or have gotten the most attention and some in Australia as well but there's in Puerto Rico and they're very the ones in Mexico now due to the tourism attention are now regulated you have to go in with a guide they have it fenced off the ones in Puerto Rico are technically private property because these uh, pink lakes are all salt mines and that's how part of what gives it the coloration 
but um, you can still wander in and explore for yourself and take pictures and there's nobody stopping you from doing that. So it's a really undiscovered, untouched place in a lot of ways. You know, Vieques, if you want to go off to the islands, Culebra, where you can see a military tank that's covered in art on the beaches. So many places, like I said, people live there for years and still don't see everything that there is to see. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I've learned just in the, the times I've visited is that, like you mentioned, like Puerto Ricans, they vacation in Puerto Rico, right? And I know for a while, like I would stay around Carolina and San Juan, and then later I found uh, the southern part of the islands where it's really much different than the northern coast. So could you talk about some places that um, might be more to the south of the island or even to the east, like Cabo Rojo, that um, you know, most people wouldn't see if they just kind of come in through the main airport. Yes, absolutely. The Pink Lakes are in Cabo Rojo, um, so they are on that side of the island, and you can also go see the secluded beach, uh, Playa Sucia, I believe, which doesn't uh, sound nice, but it's like the most beautiful beach, um, and it's very remote, and you can get there walking afterwards, see a lighthouse. It's a nice little trip that you can make there in that area. If you are interested in Lechon, on the other side of the island, there's uh, the Covate Lechon Trail that you can go on, which is just a bunch of carts that have all kinds of roasted pig there. And you can really just have a feast for a very cheap price and just enjoy the smells and, and, the, and just seeing so many of them. Ponce is really nice if you're interested in museums and, and art and actually, you know, kind of a metropolitan culture outside of San Juan. So there's lots of places to see around that area. Absolutely. Another thing I want to touch on, because you've talked about some places that are more structured in terms of travel and then other places where um, you can sort of access them and, and do it more informally. And as a female traveler, especially traveling solo, I know recently there's been some talk in the news about people sort of adventuring off um, in different islands and, you know, really running into some trouble. And I know we talked about Puerto Rico being a safe place earlier, but just kind of with the recent news um, that's been going on. I know some people have been concerned about traveling to uh, the Dominican Republic or you know, some of the other islands in the Caribbean. Um, so what would your safety tips be or just sort of like sh general street smarts while you're traveling um, for females that are traveling by themselves in Puerto Rico? Um, Transportation is probably going to be your biggest your, your first hurdle and what you should consider most carefully. Um, so I personally rent a car because it's driving, you know, there's no differences in driving. You're not driving on the other side of the road. You don't have to read signs in another language. It's, it's you know, you have to be aware of aggressive drivers. So pretend like you're in New York City. But for the most part, I would rent a car because I think that that's the best way to be able to access the island on your terms, feel secure, not have to rely on Uber, not have to be out there waiting for a ride to pick you up. Some of these places don't have great phone reception. Um, so at least when you have a car, you're fully in control of your circumstances. There's gas station gas stations everywhere. Um, so you should have no problem, you know, finding the supplies that you need to do the trip on your own. And I do think it's a great solo trip to do on your own. I would be careful driving at night. So already always be careful generally, because like I said, it's like driving in a aggressive city. But for the most part, um, make sure you have insurance and, and travel insurance and all of that always. Um, but otherwise, it's pretty safe. Just make sure that you take roads that, you know, if I would personally take screenshots of the GPS in case you lose service, just so that you at least have some idea of where you need to go in some of these more remote areas. I would try to just 
be careful with potholes in some places because some places are a little bit more difficult than others and you want to always make sure you have a spare if for any reason you need it. Um, but these are all kind of like precautions that you would take worst case scenario, which, which rarely happens. But it's always just good to prepare. You can take the ferry easily to Culebra or to Vieques or you can also fly there from San Juan if you prefer to not have to take that hour drive out to Fajardo to the ferry port and it might be more convenient for you that way. Rum is served pretty liberally there and I love rum. It's one of my favorite um, drinks, you know, rum and coke in, in general. But I would be careful with drinking in certain areas. It, some areas can get a little bit rowdy at night because people like to have a good time, people are vacationing, people are drinking. So if you're on your own, and this is anywhere, but if you're on your own, just be careful and um, just, you know, make sure that you drink responsibly and, and handle yourself in the same way that you would in any other big city where you have the same kind of circumstances. All right. One thing um, you talked about renting a car. One of the things that I learned very quickly was the number of numbers that are in the street, um, the street name really matters. Right. So like a main road, like Route 66, right, like be like a main road. But if you see like three numbers, you know, it's going to be a little bit more remote. If there's four numbers, you know, you're about to go up a mountain somewhere. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. Because I feel like those are like the more remote streets. So just kind of be prepared if you're not used to driving on roads with like a lot of hills and, and curves. Um, that's something to be prepared for if you go on one of those roads that's like, you know, 9147 or something like that. Like it, it tends to be one of the more remote areas. So that's kind of my little rule of thumb. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jen. And don't worry if you didn't catch one of the places she mentioned. You can go to our show notes page at learnspanishconsalsa.com forward slash 30 to download a PDF with all the destinations in Puerto Rico that you heard about in the conversation. So that's that's learnspanishconsalsa.com forward slash 30 and you'll be able to get access to that PDF for free. Now, in the next episode, we'll continue our conversation with Jen and talk more about her experience growing up being exposed to both mainland U.S. and Puerto Rican culture. And we'll also talk about some Puerto Rican Spanish words that you won't hear anywhere else. So that will be in next week's episode. So if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you'll be one of the first to know when that episode is available. So that is it for me as always. I hope something you heard today moves you one more step on your journey from being a beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. 